After a six-day vacation, the Nashville Predators are back, and they get the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll see if the Preds can pull out an upset win, plus some players to watch today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free Nashville Predators podcast available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Well, did you enjoy your second week-long break from Predators hockey in as many weeks yeah there's a little a little expected and scheduled dip in the action so yeah it was it was much better than the unexpected dip in the action when we were like what's happening is there a game tomorrow there's not a game tomorrow is there going to be a game on tuesday there is a game on so this was a little bit easier on the schedule yeah definitely how about you and I didn't have tickets to a game during this <laughs> during this unexpected <laughs> time frame, which I did last time. So I know that's so awful. It's so yeah. awful. I really do feel awful about that kind of stuff, and I'm sure the Preds do too. But gosh, that's disappointing. Yeah, this is like my senior year of college. Where it's like, I'll go an entire week without showing up to class, then just like jump in for two days, ace an exam, and then miss another whole week. Yeah, yeah. I'm advocating that, kids. Um, My children will not be listening to today's podcast. Thank you very much. It it works out. Yeah. Uh, Hey, the Nashville Predators take on the Tampa Bay Lightning three-time reigning Eastern Conference champions. They got two Stanley Cups in that run as well. Uh, the Predators have not played very well uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, over the past few years. Uh, they are 8-2 and two over mm. their last 10 games against the Lightning. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it just seems like whenever they play, uh, or at least in years past, like the Lightning always just kind of look one step ahead of them. But if you remember, in a couple of weeks ago, these two teams played at Bridgestone Arena, and the Predators, I think, played pretty well. Now They did. Say whatever you will about maybe some of the analytics of that game, but the Predators held strong for a lot of the game. They capitalized on some chances, and if it really wasn't for just kind of a weird deflection, probably had a chance to win that game. Tampa Bay tied it with like three minutes left. Yes, and they could have won it in overtime, but again, Steven Stamkos is why Nashville does not have nice things. Can we just put it out there? I'm not advocating for disliking Steven Stamkos, but also let's hold him accountable for ruining just little glimpses and little pockets of fun we could have when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning because he did win it in overtime. Matias Ekholm, my great Swedish brethren, committed a penalty because Stamkos stole the puck 
and was making a breakaway shot and then an overtime on the man advantage because we like a complicated storyline here at Locked On Predators. Still the weirdest uh, high-sticking penalty I think I've ever seen in the NHL. The... Yeah, yeah. Was... If you're going to high-stick somebody, just really take a whack at it in that, yeah. in, in that situation. Not advocating for violence, but... Yeah, that was like the dog, the meme of the two dogs with one like hitting the other with a little bat going <laughs> bonk. Yes. That was a bonk. That wasn't like a high stick where it's no. like you're battling and you get somebody in the face. It's like Matthias Eckholm was like bringing Steven Stamkos into like knighthood in Sweden or something like that. A hundred percent. Where I come from and where Matthias comes home, it's really considered yeah. a blessing, folks. <laughs> yeah, like Matthias Ekholm had like a giant robe or something that he yeah. was kind of on him after that. He would be a fantastic ghost in A Christmas Carol, Matthias Ekholm would. Wouldn't he be a great ghost in a velvet fur-trimmed robe? Wh which ghost are we talking about? Are we talking past, present, or future? There was one in particular that dressed like that in my George C. Scott, F. Scott Fitzgerald version, but I can't remember which ghost it was. Yeah, I assume it's got to be present, right? Because he's like the jolly one. I no, this well, yeah, because future is the is the scary one with the finger and the doesn't talk. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, he would yeah, be a great ghost of Christmas the, present. Yeah, who who would be the ghost of Christmas future? on the Preds. Is that like Yakum Kondalik? <laughs> I was going to say Yuso like, Parsonin, but, or like Yoakim no. Kamel. He's too, he's too jolly and he's only like 6'3", so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we, yeah like, we would need someone extra tall. Yeah. Kondalik's got it. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's talk about this game tonight. Uh, scouting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, it's kind of hard to sort of judge them this year they're 159 and one which is mm -hmm. fantastic uh they are on a seven and three run although they did lose to detroit the other night um they you know their their metrics are they're good like they're good on the power play they're like in the top 10 of the nhl in scoring but you watch them in in some of these games this year and it's like it looks like they're just kind of a step off from where they were last year um and it's it's hard because it, I'm not sure why Andre Vasilevsky got off to kind of a bad start. He's played better over the last little bit, but like the defense in front of him, especially, just it doesn't seem to have kind of clicked yet this season. Uh, and that's kind of like one of the big my big keys is the Tampa Bay Lightning. For as good as they are, there are games this season where they're prone to a lot of really really good chances. Uh, and we saw that in Detroit the other night, like the lightning put like 40 something shots on goal. But if you watch the first two periods, they also gifted Detroit a lot of really good chances and Detroit was able to capitalize early. So it's, it's weird because this lightning team, you know, it, it's, they're still a dominant team. Like all of their key guys are on fire right now, but you watch them and it's like, this this doesn't look like that invincible mm. sort of team that we've used to seeing the past couple of years. 
Yeah, and I think we saw glimpses of that too in the November game against the Predators because usually, like you say, in years past, when you watch the Predators and the Lightning, what you know you're going to see are the Tampa Bay Lightning skating circles around the Nashville Predators. They just are a faster team. They capitalize very quickly on things. And you didn't necessarily see them running away with the game and dictating the pace of the game in November like we're used to seeing with them. And in my mind, I'm like, maybe that's the Nashville Predators. But I also, as you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, you look at their schedule, you look at some of their past games, it may also be a Tampa Bay Lightning problem. Just a little one. Let's not kid ourselves. Tampa Bay, like you said, they're still Tampa Bay. They're third in the Atlantic. Tied, I think they're tied for third in the Atlantic. But the Atlantic division is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, but there are some opportunities. It looks almost like maybe there are opportunities against Tampa Bay that the Nashville really hasn't had an opportunity to capitalize on before because Tampa Bay is one of those speed teams and speed teams can be kryptonite for Nashville. Yeah. We're going to talk about what the Preds need to do to get the win tonight in Tampa Bay and a couple of players you think might have big nights. Going to do that in a second, but first want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet online betonline.net your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football basketball soccer esports and of course hockey they got it all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts like the one you're listening to right this very second you can find those at Bet Online as well. They will keep you up to speed on everything you need to know so you can win a little bit of money when you're watching these games. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ann. Million dollar question. You're watching, you're watching these teams. You know, you're watching all these players, a lot of big name players on both sides of the ice. Who do you think is going to step up and have a big game tonight? Who's your player to watch? This, I know this seems like I'm just going for the easy answer, but I really do think that this is going to be a huge part of the answer if Nashville wins. And for me, it's UC Soros. You know, we have seen, you know, I, I know it's the gimme. I'm taking the freebie, but I also stand by it. <laughs> take the points. I take the points. Take the layup. Because really and truly UC Soros is coming into his game. He's coming in, you know, we had some, we had some concerns early in the season. We're just going to be honest with you, but UC Soros has really kind of come into his own. And that November game against Tampa Bay is kind of where we really started to see it. And that's what's going to have to happen. Like you said, in the Detroit game, Tampa Bay put up like 45 shots, 44 shots, just an obscene amount of shots. An obscene amount of them came in the third period. I think they had like 28 shots in the third period or some absolutely redonkulous number like that. So this is going to be a 60-minute UC Sorosathon for the Nashville Predators. But having said that, what really needs to happen in this game is the defense in front of him has got to help out. And this is one of those games setting aside the emotional component, setting aside the amazing storyline component, this is going to be a game where the Predators are really going to miss Ryan McDonough. Yes. 
No, yeah. absolutely. You're you're absolutely right on that because Ryan McDonough has kind of been the anchor for that top line. That top line has done a lot better defensively yes. over the past couple of weeks. And that's been a big thing that's gone into Nashville's success. And without Ryan McDonough as that anchor, you know, we're still at you know, at the time of this recording, still unsure what that defensive pairing mm-hmm. is gonna look like. Is Jordan Gross gonna step in like to McDonough's spot? Is uh, either Dante Fabro or Alexander Carrier going to bump up in the lineup? Uh, so we're not exactly sure uh, what the Preds are right. going to do, but whoever it is, y- you know, it's this not Ryan McDonough. This game, especially, is going to be the ultimate test as to who they are in the player because you you go up and down the lineup. Steven Samkos uh, is red hot right now. Yes. Got a big points are going. Nikita Kucherov is on a big run. Uh, Braden Point is starting to score a lot. He's got goals in five of his last six games. Uh, so whoever it is, you know, Tampa is going to start throwing everything they can, especially those top two lines. A lot of players, you know, with 20 plus points on that team this season. Uh, so it's it's going to be a crapshoot, and And it's yeah. just one of those things where it's like, uh, of course, this stretch of the season is when Ryan McDonough goes down because you look yeah. beyond Tampa and we got, uh, we got Colorado coming up twice. We got Dallas, we got yes. Vegas and uh, Edmonton twice. What, Edmonton. when, when isn't that fun? Yeah. Well, it hasn't been fun for quite some time now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is not an ideal time to lose Ryan McDonough, not just defensively, but also I feel like he really frees up Roman Yossi to do Roman Yossi things, you know, because you just have such a reliable defender with Yossi. So this, this is going to be a tough, this is going to be a sad, sad game without McDonough in the lineup for a number of reasons. Yeah. And that's kind of the underrated point too, is having that anchor. We talked about McDonough Mm -hmm. being that anchor for Yossi is Roman Yossi going to have to play a little bit style or a different style of game now. And if so, that's a big thing because he is on a bit of a points run right now and starting to heat up. Uh, So, you know, if he gets kind of, I I guess, anchored back or has to play different, is that going to cut some of the Preds offensive chances out? Um, But again, UC Saros to me is Mm -hmm. that's, that's going to be, the big difference maker because you know it's inevitable tampa is going to get some periods where they're just throwing everything they can and just kind of dominating long stretches of play uc saros has to be on his p's and q's tonight we assume it's uc saros yes after after a six game break um i I would assume maybe you see kevin lincoln on saturday just because that's a afternoon game Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's a little bit less of rest time but uh, i would would assume it's uc saros tonight i would assume so but we'll we'll, you know we'll see david you know david poyle and john hines are going to do their thing but i would assume it's saros who else is a player that you think really has got to step up tonight for nashville if they're going to be competitive in this game you know what's funny? We have been talking about this guy not being effective uh, for a while now. Mm-hmm. And then I was working on something for On the Forecheck um, with, you know, you know him on Twitter as Chicken and Stats. He's a big stats guy for the Predators. Yeah. We we looked at the, the game of Tanner Janot. Oh, yeah. And... You know, because he came in this as it's like, okay, like clearly he doesn't have the same impact as he's had last year. You know, what's what's up with this game? Does something need to change? And we look at his numbers 
And a lot of sort of the pos- like possession metrics and scoring chances and stuff like that, not only is it still on par from last year, but he's actually better. Yeah. And that's some it's it's weird. That that was a stat that took me by surprise is in terms of creating scoring chances, mm-hmm. creating offense, put getting pucks on net, getting quality scoring chances. Tanner Janot is actually better than he was last year. And it's it's weird that that hasn't exactly translated uh, to on ice success, you know, he's yeah. only got five points this year, three goals. Remember, this was a guy who was in the rookie of the year discussion for a long time yes. last year. He has only scored, he has only has one point, one point since October 27th. And it's just, it's just bizarre that he would improve upon a lot of things he did really well last year. And just not see success. And I, I don't know if it's just this is kind of going to be like the style he plays, like that grinder where, you know, he's creating chances, but he's not exactly like the play facilitator. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's just snake bitten at this point yeah. where a lot of the stuff he's creating isn't going into the net. But this can be a chance for Tanner Janot tonight to kind of change that because. Yeah. For as good as Tampa is, for as much depth as they have maybe in their, you know, top two lines, there is an opening in those bottom two lines for Tampa Bay. Uh, That that fourth line, especially the one with Corey Perry and Pat Maroon on it, uh, it's a little, you know, they're gritty, they're the veterans, but they're also a little bit slow. And you put somebody like against Tanner Janot, who not only – can outskate some of those guys, mm-hmm. but also has that physicality to kind of match up with that line. This can be an opportunity for him to take advantage. And when those pairings are on the ice together, Janot might get some offensive zone starts or kind of on the pred side of the neutral zone. So there's going to be some opportunities there for Tanner Janot to step yeah. up and make a play. And I think, you know, Look, if the Preds big guns are probably going to get their chances, the Tampa big guns are going to get their chances. What are the depth players going to do? Yes. Because the Preds can win that battle while UC Soros does enough to contain the Lightning's big guns. There's an opening for the Preds to win this game. And there's an opportunity for Tanner Janot to really make an impact. I think Tanner Janot is such an interesting study this season because, like you said, he on the scoreboard, on the just your basic points stat column not impressive um and here's one of my tanner Janot questions for you why is tanner Janot not on the power play do you remember at the beginning of the season do you remember in preseason we would see him on the power play they were kind of tinkering around with it tanner Janot net front on the power play how yeah. i missed that and well, I he, get, was the, he was on the power play a bunch last year too like towards yeah. the year And I get, you know, when he's not producing at five on five, when you have somebody who is not, you know, scoring goals at five on five, you know, maybe that kind of takes them out of the power play conversation. On the other hand, I'm like, why would we not want to get his game going on the power play? Stick him in there on the second unit. Let's all just admit that the second unit could use a little Tanner Janot and see what happens. See if that can get his game jump started. This is one of my Tanner Janot things lately is let's see him on the power play. 
Yeah. When well, John Hines calls this afternoon, I'll I'll drop that in his email. Yeah. Make make sure you do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, who's Colton Sissons has been kind of the guy. Yeah. The net front guy on that second line. Cody uh, Glass has been net front on the on the power yeah, play. Cody time. Glass has gotten some time. I think even Rappy Mark, little fella. Mark Jankowski and Cole mm -hmm. Smith have each gotten some time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it is a little bit unusual uh, that Tanner Janot, a former twenty plus goal scorer, uh, maybe not getting some opportunities there because you know, look, he's not like he's not a sniper. He's mm -hmm. by no means going to be like the guy that you know just picks top shelf every single time right uh, but you know he's good at getting those dirty goals and he's really good around the front of the net so i'm not not exactly sure there either yeah. But, but yeah uh very surprised to see at least the analytics favoring tanner Janot. um you know maybe this is a game where he becomes quote unquote more noticeable yeah it would be great. Look, we've talked about players that I think need to step up. We're going to talk about what are the keys to the game for the Nashville Predators. And Nick, I have a dad's trip question for you coming up in just a oh, minute. Okay. Okay. But first, I want to thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen today. For your second listen, go and check out Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today covers all of the sports, all of the leagues, and they have all of the games that matter the most. They have the biggest stories happening in sports. Locked On Sports Today is going to bring you past the scoreboard and inside the scenes with local experts who have insight that only Locked On can provide. So go and check out Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Anna, we talked about some players that we think we're watching. What do you think is going to be a key uh, to the Prez Lightning tonight? What do you think is going to sway this game? Yeah, here's just, and I feel like I say this every time we talk about keys to a game, but I mean, it's just what's real, friends. You got to stay out of the box. Tampa Bay, fourth best power play in the league. There is no reason for Nashville to be in the penalty box. There were a lot of penalties when they played Tampa Bay earlier on. And you know, special teams just could really be a storyline in this game. So let's eliminate the negative storylines. Stay out of the box. Play a clean game. That doesn't mean don't play a physical game. But Nashville needs to clean up any sort of sloppy penalties. There is no reason to give them not only a man advantage opportunity, but the momentum swing that you get with a power play. Flip side of that, let's see what Nashville's power play does. Like Nashville's power play... <laughs> I had to look this up last night because there is a, I thought it was a nursery rhyme, but here it's actually a poem about, I know it hurts you to, to about even About the Nashville power play? It is. I'm telling you this, Henry Watts, I think it was Longfellow, wrote this poem 857 years ago. And it's as true about the Nashville Predators today as it was about the little girl with the curl, where they talk about... Uh, when she was good, she was very, very good. But when she was bad, she was horrid. And I'm like, if that is not the summary of the Nashville Predators power play, when it is good, it is very, very good. I mean, when Philip Forsberg, you know, they pass it around quickly and you get Philip Forsberg open for his wrist shot, it's very, very good. When you get a rebound shot and they have somebody net front, it's very, very good. When they can't get it in the zone, it is horrid. Yeah, And so let's see the very, very good Nashville Predators power play tonight.
Thank you. I think Longfellow. I'll have to look it up to be sure. But Henry Wadsworth Longfellow? Yeah, I think that's who it was. He was writing about the Nashville Predators power play. Big Nashville Predators fan that Henry Big fan. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, up there, up there with John Faulkner. Yeah. William Faulkner. Who's John Faulkner? There's somebody named John Faulkner. I believe you. I believe. I mean, there's got to be someone named John Faulkner. Yeah. If you're listening, John Faulkner, uh, you're not William, but hey. But we think you're great. Yeah. We hope you're uh, a fan. You know, we, we talked about the Predators cleaning it up defensively mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, trying to limit some of the big chances. The big key for the Predators tonight is you got to win those neutral zone puck battles. Mm. Those are pretty much key to bringing momentum because, you know, there's a lot of those, you know, transition game, uh, you know, puck gets knocked around or doesn't get dumped all the way. And it's just kind of, you know, sitting there for the taking or, um, you know, neutral zone face-offs or stuff like that. That is going to be key mm-hmm. for the Nashville Predators to win those battles. Because if you can win that battle and then take that puck down in the other end, that's key. Even if it's just, you know, Tampa Bay is trying to get their power play going and they're skating through the neutral zone. If you can get it and just swat it down in the other end, that takes precious 10, 15 seconds off that power play. Yeah, 100%. And for the Preds, you know, look, Tampa Bay is a team, you know, I watched them the other night and they're like, they're not, when they have the puck, it kind of goes back to that John Faulkner, Henry <laughs> Wadsworth Longfellow poem we were talking about earlier. It's like when the Lightning have the puck in the offensive zone, like mm-hmm. they're they're golden. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of movement. There's a lot of passing around. You get some good looks in the net. But one thing I've noticed about Tampa this year is they've sometimes have trouble getting it down there because yes. they're prone to a lot of giveaways, especially in transition. And so to me, if the Preds can kind of take advantage of that, take advantage of those lightning turnovers, win some of those puck battles in the neutral zone, and then all of a sudden you've got a chance to set up for some offense the other way, that's big. And that could be one of those puck battles in the neutral zone. Maybe it leads to a three-on-two the other way. Maybe it just leads to some sustained pressure for the Preds that can be the opening for the Preds to win this game. Yeah, I agree. And it and it very much against a team like Tampa Bay, little things are going to matter in this game. There's not going to be any – they're not going to give the Nashville Predators any freebies. So I agree. It's little things like that that are going to make the difference tonight. Tonight is also – I don't know if you know this, Nick. Tonight is the Nashville Predators' dad's trip, which I find these dad-mom trips – outrageously delight delightful and if ever they needed a mom to step in if there's a mom that can't come from overseas i just want to volunteer as tribute to be somebody's mom on one of these trips so the dads are heading to tampa bay for the lightning game tonight with their sons i don't know if you saw the nashville predators posted a couple of videos of some of the players and their dads getting on the plane and here's one thing i have to say matt duchene looks exactly like his dad and Kevin Lankinen looks exactly like his dad. Like, I would love to line up the dads and the players and see if we could match them up because those two right there, I'm like, wow, spitting image. 
But my question for you, Nick, if you were the dad of a Nashville predator, what trip would you want to go on? Where would you want to go for your dad's trip? Because here's the downside of being a predator. Everybody's dad and mom trip wants to come to Nashville. Like, let's just yeah. be real. I mean, this is this is the spot that they come to because we're just that fun. So well, yeah, where we do you had go? a dad's trip. Didn't we? Mm -hmm. Was it was it Arizona who came to Nashville? I think. I think it might have been. It was somebody, and we've had several moms trips here too over the last couple of seasons. But yeah. Nashville has it rough. Like, where do you, you know, where do you go when you're already the best place for fun to visit? So, where would you want to go? Would you want to go to Tampa Bay? Tampa's great. Is it? Like, no. Is it? I mean, I've been there. It's fun. Like, it's. Yeah. I mean. Vegas, I feel like would be an easy one. Yeah. Because there's a lot to do there. You know, That's even true. if you're not like a gambler, there's lots of shows and, and fun stuff. I mean, to make no mistake, there's probably some Preds just dressed in a tuxedo at the high rollers table. <laughs> yeah. And when my husband and I but when my husband and I were on our honeymoon 857 years ago, right when Longfellow wrote that poem, um, we oh, got dumb. up at or, or John Faulkner. We got up at like 5 a.m. because we stayed on Eastern time and we're going to the breakfast buffet. And who did we see gambling at 5 a.m. at MGM? Yamir Yager. Oh. Yeah. Fun little thing. I was like, that guy looks so familiar. How in the world would I know a guy sitting at a table in Vegas? And my husband's like, he plays hockey, which at that time I was like, huh. But living in Pittsburgh, it finally clicked. Yeah, Yamir Yager. So Vegas is a good one. Vegas is a good one. I oh. would go to New York. That's a fun one too. Yeah. Like I would go to New York and I would make the hockey team go to a Broadway show with me. What, which Broadway show? Oh my gosh. So many to choose from. Oh. Um, well, I'm I don't, sure, I don't I'm know. Sure the Preds players would absolutely love that. Yes. I mean, what wouldn't they want to see on Broadway? But wouldn't it be fun to take them to Broadway? I want, I would go, it's not on Broadway, I don't think anymore, but I would make them go see Six, the musical. It's a musical about the six wives of Henry VIII. And it oh, is so good. I thought it was about Toronto. <laughs> That's a different story. Yeah. But they should make a musical about it. Also, side note, uh, you know the old trope that's like all hockey wives look alike? Mm -hmm. I think we need to change that to all hockey dads look alike. <laughs> I would like... It's like they all fall into like three categories. Uh-huh. Like the bald, muscular with glasses. Mm -hmm. uh, the tall and thin with glasses and like the gray, like kind of little short spike. Yeah. Uh, and then like the players that look exactly like their dads. Yeah. There's no, for three, real. three categories. Yeah. I would like if if we could get the Nashville Predators to just get us a group photo, we could go through and just classify our Preds dad. I'm sure you will probably find that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Predators versus Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, live from Tampa. We have a 6 p.m. Central puck drop, so a early game for everybody. Uh, and we'll be here tomorrow to break that all down. I will be off for the next two days, so Anne will get to hold down the fort. Uh, but be sure you're tuning in tomorrow for post game on that as well. Anne, give yourself a plug. In the meantime, where can they find your work? 
You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com and you can find me on Twitter at NK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com or WingingItInMotown.com or follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, however you are listening to this episode, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, be sure to subscribe so you'll always know when we have new episodes out for you. And also rate us, leave us a comment really helps us out that's going to do it for us today on the locked on predators podcast thank you for making us your first listen of the day back tomorrow with preds lightnings recap see you then